Hi, um, welcome back to the podcast, right? The Faithful Idiot, the home of the Faithful Idiot. Um, we touched on creativity a lot, you know, whether directly or indirectly. And um, like I said before, it's a pretty close topic when it comes to me, especially because I enjoy, you know, doing art, right? And so I was thinking about the times or the moments I enjoy um, anime, manga, right? Superheroes, comics. And while I won't touch on all of them, I do want to touch on the general aspects and maybe some specifics about them. Uh, I mentioned Krillin, right? So let's start with him. I did say he would get a moment, right? To shine. And so when I think about Krillin from the Dragon Ball Z series, right? I always enjoyed his character because he wasn't the main character. But it goes beyond that. He would compete with the main character, right? He would... No matter the odds, no matter the difference in species, in power level, right? Or energy output or technique or skill when it came to martial arts. That's what it was about back then, martial arts. Some magic, right? Some magic. But it was just about honing your skills, honing your individuality. And it made them equals in a sense for a bit, right? He's not the main character, so he's going to fall off at some point. He doesn't know that, but we as the audience knows that. But as a kid, you don't know that, right? You only see, as a kid, you only see what's presented to you. You haven't developed those thoughts to think about um, where he's headed. And so that leaves it to uh, the story to feel in your head, right? Um, some may have probably thought about where is he going, what's the point in watching this, but it was a never give up theme, right? It was never give up. I must catch up to Goku. I must be Goku. How good can Goku be and how good can I be? But Krillin had a very interesting, interesting development because it wasn't just a sense of never giving up, but he was always fighting with himself, right? Always fighting with himself. What do I do? How can I do it? And why am I not doing it? And it would slow him down. It would beat him up. It would stop him from propelling forward into the next journey. Um, it would stop him from propelling into the next skill set. Um, he would have to go on a journey to fix himself, essentially, uh, mentally build his fortitude. And so that's what he did on certain episodes, on certain moments, um, certain scenes, you know, in mist, a mist in a battle, he would have to correct himself. And it didn't always lead to success, right? He could fail because he wasn't the main character. He had that opportunity. And so I tied myself closely to that character because he could fail, because he could die, right? He ended up dying for the first time or the second time, really, right? The second time. <laughs> the first time was doing Dragon Ball series in general and, um, I hope that was the only time he died in a tournament. And I was like, oh my gosh, King Piccolo, right? And he had to fight the main villain, right? You know, the sub character had to fight the main villain. And what better way to increase the intensity? What better way to increase the struggle, the threat level? 
Van 2 present a human against an alien that, on top of all odds, is greater than, bigger than your rival. And so I, there's a very real realism there. Um, that's most of us in reality, right? We're going to come up with things grander than us, bigger than us, stronger, better, more skilled. And we cannot lose our determination. And when we do, we have to gain it back before, during, or after we meet whatever it is standing before us. In a sense, the main character has it easy, right? When we're watching him, um, Goku, he's able to not falter because it's not his job to falter, right? It's not his job to be beaten necessarily and if he is beaten it's not for long right it's not for long he has to overcome his odds in the midst of a battle um he has to overcome the trials in the midst of the battle and you don't really see him falter it's never i can't beat this guy it's how i'm going to beat this guy and i will beat this guy right it's i will but how often times do we keep that i will you know, um, it's cool to see Goku do those things, right? Because it's unrealistic. And so we're able to take that part of Krillin. We're able to take that part of the sub character and place it upon the main character, right? We're able to take that part of us that we've placed on the realistic character. And now we can take it and place it on the main character. And that is where I think I find enjoyment personally. Um, of course, the colors help and the art style helps. I really do love the manga style art um it's just different right um some people don't i hear some people don't like that that's understandable there's other audiences there's other artists there's other creators there's other mediums right to get the same message across and so you know that was my spiel on when it comes to creativity but also when it's my spiel when it came to krillin um, a human character, right? Versus a Saiyan is what Goku is. Um, his potential is limitless. And yet, when you see the human, our potential is limited, right? In the show, it's limited, right? Um, and we do have our limitations. And so this, again, adds to the fun, but also adds to the message I was trying to add on to Goku. Is that... These limitations are essentially non-existent. When he needs to break his limits, he will. When he wants to break his limits, he will. And when he doesn't want to, he will. Whereas Krillin, on the other hand, doesn't have a choice, right? His limits are his limits, essentially. He can find new areas to expand, but there's always a limit, right? And so that's how I feel when I think of myself. There's always a limit, but different avenues to different limits and in that sense it may be forever it's how hard am i willing to try toward one goal how hard am i willing to try versus to another and every day i live and every day that i create i find different ones different avenues and i ask myself why am i not doing this well maybe i should maybe i should wait maybe i shouldn't right the time and the moment is now to create because tomorrow may not ever be here. I understand that a little bit more now, right? I understand it just a little bit more. I've been pushed toward that understanding. Maybe I'll be pushed further. 
maybe. Um, there's always a catalyst, right, to pushing us. For Goku, it was the death of Krillin, and he became finally that awesome form that we saw, uh, that some of us saw, right? Known as Super Saiyan. The golden aura, the blue eyes. That's another topic, right? <laughs> Who's out there looking for golden hair and blue eyes, right? Um, after World War II, you know, that's when manga finally hit. Um, which gets me to my next topic, right? A little fast forward. Um, it's said through the history books, after World War II, Japan took a liking to Mickey Mouse. And from Mickey Mouse, we got Astro Boy. And from Astro Boy, we got Goku, right? Dragon Ball. Um, the similarities are there. They're very there. They really are there. Um, when I was teaching and starting at a amateur i say amateur anime club it was a seventh grade amateur club right for anime it was amateur because i had never done it before um and so i needed to get better and so i took what i noticed and you know maybe i'll do it again maybe um i told them to create their own channel throughout the um away from the school medium because you know they have that power now with quarantine and unfortunately with the time and the setup um I don't have the time to unfortunately develop your skills and it's like that sometimes, right? And that's okay. So looking forward back to what I was saying about Goku and Krillin, limitations and non-limits and Dragon Ball and World War II, right? How does they connect? How does Astro Boy connect to Mickey Mouse? How does Mickey Mouse connect to Goku? <laughs> well, firstly, if you look at the hair, the design, the head, you'll see it, right? Put the heads next to each other, all right? There's an image on Google. Just type it, right? And so, um, but it goes further than that, right? Action comic books. I'm sorry, DC comic books. Um, Marvel, they played a part in it as well. Japan looked and saw they had heroes and they wanted to do the same, right? So Goku's a mix of that Superman figure, right? He's a mix of that. He's also a mix of Sun Wukong, right? Sun Wukong. It's not just American history, but Japanese history, too. But they saw it. They saw how great it could be, how grand it could be. And so I've just given you a little mini lesson, just a little topic, right? You know, now we know after World War II, what Japan created was pretty awesome, right? Um, and how it had American connections, which brings me back to an old topic on a podcast that some may have heard and some may have not. And I mentioned that other countries look up to you, to us. Or maybe to you if you're all U.S. citizens, right? United States citizens. And yet I also mentioned that as much as we love to be tourists, we're not really readily to willing to accept tourists, right? Um, and maybe other countries aren't too readily ready to accept us, but wants to be a part of us. So it isn't just a U.S. thing. It's a world thing in my observation right in my observation that's what i noticed and so looking at all of that understanding all of that presenting all of that together i think man japan you really do look up to the united states and if you say you don't maybe you've forgotten um to other countries i say maybe you've forgotten the french right they looked up to us when we gained our independence well let me not say us as an african-american let me say united states of the time because we were enslaved still after that right we were enslaved 
<laughs> so they didn't look up to us per se, but they looked up to the mother country and the colonies splitting, the colonists splitting. All right. Freedom has never been more hypocritical than during that time. I like to think it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. The hypocrisy there is too real, right? Um, I would love to talk about that time period as an us, but it wasn't an us. It was a them during that time period. though. But anyway, getting back to topics, um, that's my argument for why I think that people look up to the United States because they drew ideas, creativity. They drew newfound ways to gain independence, newfound ways to create art, entertainment, entertainment. And imitation is the best form of flattery, right? I've heard that somewhere. Um, I'm not sure where that quote started or where it ended, but I've heard it um, either spoken to me or about me. And I've been using it lately, right? One of my friends knows I've been clowning him with it or trolling as I will. Wow, look at that. Another topic, trolls. That one might go in the gaming one uh, for sure. I hope you all stay tuned for that one, right? Um, and yet it still connects to creativity. Amazing. And so we understand that culture can be shared Culture can be spread through entertainment, through art, through imagination, through flattery, through imitation. And understanding that, I can't help but think that if you imitate something, it's because you see the potential in it, right? You see the groundwork, you see the expectations, and that that matters, that, that goes along with revering something understanding something or at least wanting to or at least to have something of your own like it and at that baseline at that point it's something right it's something right something of at least admiration something of at least that i say i look at you and i see you and i might not see all of you but i see a part of you and that part of you is what i want that part of you is what i want to make mine So that's why I say that other countries do look up to the U.S. and they criticize us because they have this imagination of us, this perfection of us. But we're not perfect, right? The United States is no way. Our history tells us we're not perfect. Um, other world's history tells us we're not perfect. And I say other world's history because we don't teach other world's history here. We teach world culture and world history, right? But it's truly not world's history. If you ask me, it's truly not. Um, and that's not okay. I'm not going to say that's okay. It's not. We need to expand our knowledge on others' country because if we're a world of other worlds, if we're a country of other countries, don't you think that we should teach that? Don't you think that we should acknowledge that? It makes no sense to me why the United States, a leader, a country of immigrants, right? country of slaves turned to citizens why would we not teach the origin point right we don't have time we have time we have time don't let them say that we have time we have nothing but time right time is the only thing keeping us here right <laughs> we have time whether in public or private school we have time whether in homeschool 
or tutoring. We have time. You just have to make it, right? You have to make it. You have to make time. That's that's weird, right? You have to make time. Make time. What am I saying? You have to make time. You have to make it. It's as simple as that. So um, don't get lost in the idea that, you know, it's just us. And don't get lost in the idea that it's just them. All right. Creativity is broader than that. Creativity isn't meant to be in one place, right? It connects us because it's imitation at its finest, right? We imitate the earth quite often. You know, I love drawing nature. I love trying to draw nature, I should say, or, you know, um, write about nature through poetry. That's what art is. It's a form of flattery and it should be treated as such. Um, it should be recognized as such. But you would never know that Japan admired the U.S. in that sense because we don't teach it, right? It's connected to U.S. history. It comes after World War II. We bombed the country. I think we have a right to at least talk about what happened after in their culture, right? And what they designed after us. Maybe. Maybe. It's just a thought. And more than that, it's a suggestion. And more than that, um, what else could it be? A command? An order? <laughs> It's grander than that, man. It's a requirement, a responsibility, even further than a command. It's a responsibility. And it wasn't delegated upon us. It was taken upon us when we took what we took from them, right? And when they took from us, they should share our culture, right? You see where this is going, right? So I'm not just dogging on one side. It should be Japan's responsibility to accept what they have done. Um, they went far, right? That's their culture, right? To go far. Um, one of the things I noticed when they were setting up um, the Pearl Harbor attack, right? Um, it was an unyielding attack throughout the war, an unyielding sense of accomplishment, an unyielding sense of never giving up, right? It's weird, unyielding and never giving up, a sense of both, right? And I say that because I see it in the art, right? They're able to promote that through their art goku never giving up deku never giving up astro boy never giving up um these characters that they emulate never giving up yu yu hakusho right yusuke yurameshi i should say never giving up ichigo kurosaki never giving up kinpachi never giving up <laughs> i can name off a lot of characters right um we can go on vegeta never giving up but the point being is that there's a culture behind it. There's an influence behind it. There's a history behind it, right? There's an imitation of flattery. At the end of the day, it's imitating their culture and imitating ours at the same time. It's a fusion, right? It's a fusion. Um, I just got off the phone recently with a friend and we were talking about food and culture. And I was like, man, it's probably only here in the United States that you get a mix of Cajun and Italian or New York and Tex-Mex, right? <laughs> so it's only here that you would get something like that. Um, to the point where everything's just melting and it's just a world of mixed and matched food, right? That in itself is unique. We think it's not, but I imagine they come here for it because where else can you get such fattening and grotesque food, right, for the body, but yet so delicious. American food is delicious, right? 
it is we love it and hate it at the same time but i'm sure they are there when they are in their country they love and hate their food right you get tired of things and you want to try new things and i think there's curiosity driving us i think that's creativity driving us i think that's imagination driving us um all in one place all in one place i think it is and yet there's some authenticity to see the origin point the primitive point you know primitive isn't a bad word right all other countries are our primitive points right when it comes to american culture all other worlds are our primitive points right when it comes to the united states and yet every country is becoming more and more difficult to be one right because we're all mixing and matching and so we're becoming one naturally i just hope we don't destroy ourselves too soon before we can see it right um, we're only warring with ourselves and that sounds weird but every day is an internal battle with ourselves and so in that sense it's only natural that we would war with another because we're warring with ourselves every day we walk but once we conquer that once we find a way to conquer that once we find a way to be one and give up such things that causes us to war with each other i think that we will find a more peaceful and awesome culture um, one worth bragging about one worth having one worth loving I can't wait for that day. I hope I'm around to see it. I hope I'm brought back to see it. You know, is that a thing? Can I be brought back? Can we be brought back? Is that technology that they're working on? I don't know. I would say so. Um, I always talk about how in movies we see certain things and then it comes to life, right? Because these ideas are not foreign, but things that have been talked about time and time again. Immortality, powers, magic, telekinesis, cell phones, right? Cars, hoverboards, jetpacks, they exist transportation i talked about portals the other day through cell phones um and in a sense it's true right um how far will we go how far later into the future is that what kind of laws will come with that what kind of dangers will come with that will it ever be permitted or will that just be black market technology is that a thing black market technology we have black market drugs black market animals right food I imagine so. I imagine so. Um, who knows what kind of things are behind those? I don't. I care not to know because I'm not trying to get put on any list, right? Any list. So those are interesting, to say the least. But this is where this comes to an end. Um, I hope you enjoy it. You know, I just really wanted to get this one out. Um, there's so many threads in here, right? So many threads we could teeter off to. It's amazing. Thank you all. I'd like to thank you again for coming out. Special shout outs to the Phoenix Armada for producing the background music. Special shout out to Joseph for being the audio mixer. The information will be below if you would like to contact us.